Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Supermercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time for another spooky Halloween episode. And Indeed. around this time of year, we love to focus on one of our favorite video game franchises that we usually save for this time of year, Castlevania. So good. So much great music. We've had multiple episodes featuring uh, spotlighted games or, you know, a look at the entire series. Today we're going to do something a little bit more focused. The name of today's episode is Pocketvania, which we came up with. So this is basically going to be focusing on all the handheld entries in the series, uh, specifically for the Game Boy Advance and the DS. There are six total titles that we are featuring music from today. And in my opinion, some of the best music in the series. There's so much great music that was composed on the GBA and the DS. And so I'm excited to be able to focus a little bit more in depth on this music. Uh, Since there's six titles, we still had to just do a smattering. So we're not able to play every single great piece of music for these games. But but we think this is kind of a greatest hits of portable Castlevania. Well, and the Castlevania series itself has sort of an interesting history because around the time of, you know, the PS1 and 64 era, uh, there was a definite change of direction for the series. Oh, uh, the for sure. N64 games were very unsuccessful and uh, tried to move the series from 2D to 3D, which so right. many classic series kind of weren't able to make that transition. But then on the PlayStation, you had Symphony of the Night, which is considered to be one of the most beloved games in the series. Mm-hmm. But it definitely took a different direction. It was more about retraversal exploration rather than just straight ahead side scrolling action. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting about a lot of the portable games is they definitely would follow in the footsteps steps of symphony of the night even yeah. in the the naming of their uh the games kind of feel like <laughs> spiritual successors music. to symphony of the night a lot of the mechanics the design of everything so it, and even it's it's fittingly enough the track we played in with name entry from portrait of ruin was composed by machiro yamane who was yeah. the composer of symphony of the night and she sort of becomes now the spiritual figurehead of castlevania music for me personally i always kind of miss that older style of Castlevania, the ones from the NES titles, where it was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. What, what exactly about that music do you miss that that you don't get from, for example, this playlist? Well, for me, it's it's less even about the music. It's more just like the the whole vibe and aesthetic of everything. Like I feel like the old Castlevania games didn't take themselves too seriously. They were very tongue-in-cheek and kind of a play. I mean, even the name Castlevania, it's such a direct trope of you know Transylvania and Dracula's castle and all these horror cliches and the music had this element of fun to it and also I think it did feel more contemporary because it sounded like 80s pop rock music but Mm -hmm. these games were coming out in the 80s so there was that kind of I don't know there's that sense about it that I just don't think you get once the series is forced to and it makes perfect sense become a little bit more serious and Uh, And I think even though these titles are amazing and there's some fantastic music, it's kind of the, this is almost like Castlevania, the next generation. (laughs) That's interesting. No, I think you're totally right. I think one thing that is really cool about these uh, 
portable games is to me this is this is classic castlevania when when you right. think about all the changes that the series went through find to to find its footing i feel like in some ways musically these portable games were really successful at combining the elements from something like symphony of the night but still thinking about what made Castlevania music so good in the past. So for me, right. it feels like a really nice balance. And there's a lot of this music that is really fun and a lot more lighthearted than you might expect from the series. And so I think that's right. that's really awesome. Well, and starting with the, as I mentioned, Machiro Yamane is sort of like the spiritual figurehead of the this new era of Castlevania music. She did have experience composing in the uh, more traditional style of Castlevania game on the Sega genesis there was a title castlevania bloodlines that she was a composer for and what's amazing about bloodlines is it's totally it picks up right where castlevania 3 left off it's more old school than like super castlevania 4 which has a very different Mm -hmm. sound musically so that's what's cool is her music even though she brought a decidedly different uh, I guess element and style to Symphony of the Night that sort of carries through with the music that we're going to hear entirely today. She was also kind of versed in the more classic tradition of the old school games. Absolutely. So what you guys heard playing in was name entry from Portrait of Ruin, which is actually for the DS. We're going to go back in time because we're going to start this chronologically. We will revisit Portrait of Ruin later today, but let's start from the first GBA game in the series, Castlevania Circle of the Moon. This was composed by Sotaro Tojima and Hiroshi Mitsuoka. Let's take a listen to one of my favorites, Awake. You guys listening to Awake from Castlevania Circle of the Moon, which came out in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I had a great time playing this game back in the day. Composers are Sataro Tojima, Hiroshi Mitsuoka, and it looks like uh, Taro Kudo is also credited, and Taro Kudo was one of the composers of Super Castlevania 4. Yeah, in my opinion, they landed on the perfect sound for this new generation of Castlevania. It's very classical, and it does remind me of the vibe that we got in the early Castlevania games. Um, right. But in, and there's kind of this this level of like prog rock and 
um, some different genres that are combined together that feels very fitting. Uh, so for me, like they, they really landed on the perfect sound, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and to me, genre-wise, this just sounds like video game music. I mean, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's so classic, that sort of Dorian modal thing, but there's the slight injection of the classical chromaticism that you get mm-hmm. with some of those diminished chords and everything. You know, this game, Circle of the Moon, was actually yeah. the first Castlevania game I ever played. Because, I think me too. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was born in the 90s, so I didn't really grow up with an NES, and the games, the NES games that I did grow up playing were actually on emulators, and it was like the mm-hmm. classic Mario, Zelda, and I just don't think Marty was ever that uh, I don't know if he maybe hadn't played Castlevania or wasn't that into it, but it wasn't one of the things that he sort of handed down to us. Yeah, from I mean, that I was era. I was born in the late '80s, and for what happened is that Marty really got into video games with the Sega Genesis. That was kind of the the generation that he started to really play games, and so we right. basically missed the NES era, um, and that's. So yeah, it was it was finding the emulators and discovering those old games much later. But yeah, I had a great time playing this game on the GBA. Let's move on. We're going to play, I think, three tracks from Circle of the Moon today. Uh, let's move on to The Sinking Old Sanctuary. listening to the sinking old sanctuary uh and i find it very interesting how different composers approached using this very difficult gba system uh to get music to sound halfway decent was incredibly hard uh, i think that the composers on circle of the moon did a pretty good job it's it's fun we're going to have three different examples of how people approached the very different examples of how people approached the implementation of the game boy advance That electric picked bass sample really goes a long way into conveying just a little bit more realism. Well, and it it, what's so awesome about this music for Circle of the Moon is it's it's in such an interesting spot because it comes after Symphony of the Night. So musically, you're kind of 
wanting to follow in the footsteps of Machiri Yamane. But then there's also this tradition of portable games being like a generation or two behind the console titles. Exactly. So you can tell that they're really taking stylistic influence from the older Castlevanias, or rather just older video game music in general. And then the opening of this track is actually a quote from something in Super Castlevania 4. Well, that is so fitting and logical because Taro Kudo, like I said, composed for Castlevania 4, so maybe that was his idea to call that back. And actually, there's a lot of callbacks on these portable games, a lot of nostalgia and a lot of paying homage to the past. And so we're going to have multiple examples of that. There might be even ones that we missed today where we don't realize things are being called back. Um, but yeah, that, so that definitely happened a lot in this series. I actually was really glad that they went with different composers for this game because it feels like it feels to me like they really spiced things up and brought a lot of energy. Yeah, um, well, and it just feels classic. It's like prototypical in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something where it is ironic that you almost have to bring in new composers to reclaim a little bit of that spark and the magic yeah. of the older games. It's something that like. Uh, like for instance, Mega Man Nine. You know that score was yeah. so fantastic, and it, it's not like those composers were like all the veteran Mega Man guys. I mean, some of them had worked on the series, the GBA before. stuff, yeah, yeah. But the 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 style that they really nailed was you know the Takashi Tateishi stuff, and it almost yep. you needed new composers to come in to reinvigorate that classic sound. And so much of the music that we're hearing today, it's like whether it's from a Castlevania game or not, it has that classic video game rock sound i mean this is sort of a shuffle the first one was a more straight ahead rock sound but both of them using the dorian mode sounding a little bit classical having the sound of like electric bass mixed with these synthesizers it's so much fun and it's a sound that you just i personally never get sick of yeah absolutely and like i said i'm so glad that these other composers got their time to shine because starting from the next game onward machiri amani was heavily involved uh but we have one more track before we get to that point Last track we're going to play from Circle of the Moon. I love this. This is a really interesting GBA arrangement of a classic clockwork, originally from Castlevania 3. Let's check it out. So this is really cool. You guys are listening to Clockwork. Uh, it's kind of more than a remix. It's like a reimagining for a new generation, isn't it? Well, what's cool, I love my favorite part of... Because, you know, back on the NES, even with the uh, VRC6, 
you couldn't have, you know, keyboard-esque chords like that just doing like a rhythm section thing, you know, and it was all about the right. counterpoint back then. It was all, you know, this melody here, you know, you had the two pulses interacting with each other and kind of in this beautiful counterpoint. But here it's more, the melody is presented more, I guess what you would say, heterophonically, where you have this clear dichotomy between the melody line and what everybody else is doing, which is more of like rhythm section support. And it it has a more straight ahead rock presentation, you know, where the original one almost came off as like a, something you'd play on the organ, you know, where this this has that kind of rugged sound. And that's my, my favorite part is that. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I actually, I was just re-listening um, to the clockwork from Castlevania 3. And it's it's actually quite different. Um, I feel like the the main melody is almost original in this. It's definitely using it as a blueprint. And the intro is the same. And there's that section later that da 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 dun 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 dun. But it goes into directions that are definitely original. So I'm not sure if I would call this a remix well, and it's, or it's what. It's harmonized. It's harmonized a little bit differently. You get in this version, you have some like minor seventh chords. Uh, where again yeah. in the original one it was more of this like kind of classical diminished yeah this is a cool example it's it's a reimagining there's there's a lot of original ideas happening in this um, right. but definitely it's taking the blueprint of the Castlevania 3 clockwork so that See, that's really cool Carl I'm curious what you think I feel like the Castlevania series in general is one that's been so tasteful about kind of carrying its oh, musical yes. classics with it and even back in like you know Super Castlevania 4 in the final stage Stages mm -hmm. has remixes of stuff from the original yeah, game. Yeah, I gotta say, Quest, Dracula's Curse. Castlevania music fans uh, are so lucky because the music of the entire series is really handled with so much care and respect for the past. That is definitely true. Uh, okay, let's move on to the second game we're going to feature today, and definitely, in my opinion, the weakest score out of the portable games. This happens to be Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. Pretty fitting that <laughs> that's the title of the game. It's a pretty fitting way to describe the soundtrack too definitely very dissonant um in my opinion some of the choices were kind of swings and misses um like it's possible to do something really experimental and dissonant and effective but i feel like on the gba hardware yeah it, it's not the most like vibey system to work with like you're kind of better off to go the direction that those uh, circle of the moon composers i gotta with. say though i gotta say though like if you listen to the metroid fusion soundtrack i mean hmm. that stuff that's is how you do vibe terrifying music. that's true so good yeah they so they didn't have quite as much success with that vibe in this game but we're gonna play one track that's actually really good and one thing that i do think they nailed is um, the instrument selection and the combination of the legacy channels and the samples. I actually really liked how they approached that. And it was very different from a lot of Game Boy Advance games. What I hear in the soundtrack is a lot more heavy emphasis on the legacy channels and maybe just one sample, like it might be a drum sample or maybe like a string sample. Um, so it feels more like a souped up Game Boy sound instead of this um, like poor man's SNES, I guess. So oh, let's interesting. Take, yeah, let's take Take a listen to Successor of Fate.
God. You guys are listening to Successor of Fate. Uh, I think you'd pronounce it. It's the theme of Euste Belmont in this game. And this was composed by another new composer, Soshiro Hokai. And that composer was joined by Machiro Yamani on this game. And so they worked on this together. Um, and this is a diamond in the rough. I mean, I had not been familiar with this before, so this is an amazing piece of music. There's nothing else like this in the game, to be honest. This is my favorite um, track we've played so far today. I, I might love have to agree. Jazz yeah, it's, chords. It's a total I love diamond the in the arrangement. Rough. I mean, it's a really cool melody. Beautiful harmonies. It has the classical influence from Castlevania, even with a little bit of counterpoint and some of that like organ-like figuration between low notes and high notes. Right. Uh, but yeah, it has this like jazz approach. Rhythmically, it's so much more interesting than just kind of the generic rock thing. Especially like that that drum part is, is mm-hmm. really cool and syncopated. And, and speaking of that, that's the only thing that features the GBA samples is the drums. Everything else is just using the legacy channels, which I think makes this track really great and makes it sound really confident. Yeah. Because like if you're taking it um, if you're judging it by Game Boy standards, it sounds amazing. But if you're, you know, if you have nothing but those samples and everything so compressed, and then you're judging it from, you know, like Super Nintendo standards, that's when it starts to fall apart. Right. Uh, and so I think, yeah, the way that they implemented this was really good. Um, this soundtrack is okay, in my opinion. Some of the other tracks that were pretty good, there's a piece of music called Offense and Defense, which I kind of liked. Also, the epilogue isn't bad, but by far, this is this is the best thing in the score. Um, and it, it seems like the, for some reason their use of dissonance, uh, in my opinion, kind of got in the way of, of a piece of music that maybe started off with some promise and then they, it seemed like they were forcing all this dissonance on it. Uh, that's kind of my takeaway from this. But anyway, let's move on to the last GBA title today. We'll play two tracks from this. This was uh, composed uh, lead composer Michiro Yamane. It's Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Let's uh, take a listen to the first Yamane track today. Uh, actually, no, the, the opening was that name entry from Portrait of Ruin was also Imani. This is the prologue, Mina's theme. a great piece of music very much a change of pace on today's episode this is the prologue also known as mina's theme composed by michiro yamane from castlevania aria of sorrow and there were two other composers that worked with her on this game takashi yoshida and uh soshiro hokai came back from his work on 
Harmony of Dissonance. Uh, yeah, this is this is a really cool piece of music. Michiru Yamani um, kind of has become this seasoned Castlevania composer, but the first game that she actually worked on in the series was Castlevania Bloodlines in 1994. And so it seems when you look at the whole history that she was kind of maybe a late <laughs> addition to the series. Uh, but when you think about how long running the series is, she has definitely been working with the series for for a long time. Right. There's something very hypnotic about this piece of music. It, yeah. it, it utilizes certain harmonic moves that I feel like are very signature to video games. Mm -hmm. uh, these types of planing major and minor chords moving up and ha moving up and down in half step increments. Yeah. And then when those strings come in with the harmonies based in fourths, what's sometimes called quartal harmony, mm -hmm. rather than you know triads that are based in thirds. That's that's another kind of Japanese video game sound that's so iconic. And there is this hypnotic quality to it. I mean, I think this mm -hmm. sort of like 680 meter gives it that feeling. But also it's like the melody never has a resting point, which I don't know that I always love. Like sometimes I feel like it starts off really beautifully and it just sort of wanders on. Mm -hmm. But it does add to this like cyclical hypnotic effect of this piece and the way it circles back to the loop. It doesn't feel like, you know, we have the A section and then the B section. It's just kind of this whole soup of yeah. emotions. And it reminded me a little bit of like something that you would hear in the Metroid series. Right. You know, it's funny. The titles of these games, I feel like subconsciously or consciously do affect the composer's work. Uh, the fact that this game is called Aria of Sorrow that's you're definitely getting closer to to the vibe of beautiful operatic music here and there's i think some point in the soundtrack when you have some sort of sample it might be this game where you have some sample of an actual opera singer at some point this is this is a pretty good soundtrack in my opinion um other pieces that we're not playing today that I wanted to give a shout out to, um, I like the track Phantom Palace. I thought that was pretty good. Also, there is a piece of music that was originally featured in an old arcade game called Haunted Castle. Uh, and and so they, they remix one of those themes. It's called Don't Wait Until Night uh, from this game, which is really cool. We didn't play it today because it's from uh, another game. We wanted to try to feature more you know, new original music for these titles whenever possible. All right, let's play one more. This is uh, really cool. This is The Purgatory Arena, composed by Michiro Yamane.
so cool. Very proggy stuff. You guys are listening to The Purgatory Arena. That is not a place I want to be. This is composed by Michiro Yamane from Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Very impressive music for the Game Boy Advance. This is commendable work here, implementation-wise. And to go for this, um, I think it's just incredibly impressive that she was able to pull this off. Yeah, absolutely. This is such a stellar track. I love the odd meter stuff. You know, this starts off with an introduction in five, and then the principal section of the piece is in sort of a six-eight Right. Um, but then she injects this measure of five every mm-hmm. so often with these little responses. Um, and it still has that kind of lovely progressive Dorian mode sound that I, I don't know. It almost sounds like a band like Rush when that flute melody yeah, comes in. For sure, you know, man. that sort of like 80s weird progressive Gaelic medieval kind of a sound. I, I just love kind of finding an organic way of tapping into some of that stuff, yeah, but man. still making it horror and Castlevania. And the beginning of this uses that sort of classic Castlevania figuration of digga, 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 digga. Exactly. You know, we have the displaced octaves for And I think we, we, may, uh, we may hear that again um, in one of the later DS games. But yeah, that that is a textbook Castlevania technique. Really great music. Well, that is uh, awesome for the Game Boy Advance. Let's move on to the DS. In my opinion, um, this is really where the... This is really where the series starts to shine musically as far as these portable games go. Some amazing DS music written um, for the series. We're going to feature three more games today, starting with Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, which is quite good. Let's play a piece of music composed by Masahiko Kimura. That was a composer that joined Michiro Yamani, another new composer. Uh, I really like when they they have these newcomers that are are joining uh, Yamane. And in my opinion, Kimura really outdoes himself on the score. All, All my favorite pieces are actually composed by him. Let's check out Pitch Black Intrusion. Yeah, man. Now we're getting into some classic Castlevania music. This is Pitch Black Intrusion, composed by the wonderful composer Masahiko Kimura, new to the series from Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow for the DS. This is what I'm talking about, man. It's such a perfect blend of old and new Castlevania music. 
Yeah, gosh, every part of this track is so stellar. I love that intro. In the melody, it's just classic. So good. And that little touch of chromaticism. Yeah, it's that playful, spooky fun. The sound of this game is very nostalgic to me because you know what it reminds me of, dude? It reminds me of our episode, what was it, seven, I think, mm-hmm. on Castlevania yeah, six years ago or whatever, over six years ago. Yeah, that. Um, I remember this was one of our favorite scores, I think, on that episode. Yeah, it really was. This was a standout track. I remember that was exciting because I think that was the first episode that I prepared myself. Yeah. Um, sort of early days of the podcast and I remember I was really getting into the Castlevania series and Mm -hmm. Castlevania is one of the things that sort of spawned us to want to do a podcast is I was sort of collecting some old NES games and just getting really obsessed with the NES scores and it was also something you know Carl hadn't really grown up with so sharing a lot of that stuff with him and yeah I remember that excitement of of finding like music we'd never heard that sounded so good and so classic and reminded us of the stuff Mm -hmm. we grew up with that excited feeling is I think one of the things that spawned us to do a podcast like this yeah I remember being very excited uh, recording that episode I think we made a lot of stupid fumbles and mistakes though on that (laughs) I'm trying to remember yeah I believe we didn't know Machiria Mane was um, a female composer, so that was <laughs> really embarrassing right. back in the days when we just kind of didn't really know what we were doing. But hey, we were trying. You got to start somewhere, right? Let's move on to probably the most fun, groovy piece of music of the day. And this is what I was talking about earlier. It reminds me of the old era because it's not taking itself seriously. It has this kind of Halloween coat of paint on it. And it's very spooky, but it's spooky in the way that like the original Castlevania is spooky. Uh, This is Dracula's Tears, again composed by Masahiko Kimura. Here we go.
So, Groovy, you guys are listening to Dracula's Tears from Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, composed by Masahiko Kimura. This was featured on that episode 7 way back when. I remember when I found we just this babies. one, I was so excited to share this with you because it, it was just like my seemed favorite, like something that you would love. Yeah, it might have been our track of the week just because it was just like so yeah. unique and different for the series. Um, well, I love it. just goes to that like electric piano road sound. It's kind of inappropriate in some way. Like it's such a left turn <laughs> from the intro and really from what you expect the sound yeah. of this game to have. Um, What's great though is it's it's doing a riff on a kind of Castlevania melodic rhythm and direction, which there are lots of tracks actually in the original series that have da 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 going in that downward direction. But this makes it more of like a bluesy, fun kind of a thing. So it's just interesting. Really cool. Man, that's awesome. Let's move on. One more Kimura track from Dawn of Sorrow, and then we're going to move to a Yamane track. Let's take a listen to Into the Dark Night. So awesome. You guys are listening to Into the Dark Night with an N, not with a K, <laughs> uh, composed by Masahiko Kimura from Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, which came out in 2005 for the DS. Now, being a Castlevania fan in this era, uh, this was maybe the best time to be a Castlevania fan. You got so many games. They happened to be on mobile systems, but hey, you know, uh, from 2001 to 2005, you know, almost every year you got... <laughs> Another Castlevania game with amazing music. Yeah, I mean, gosh, this is outstanding. How much can it rock? I haven't heard a good orchestra hit sample in a long time, so that was really fun. And Mm. great melody, great production. Man, this is like a track of the week kind of contender because it's sort of everything you want from a modern, I guess this isn't so modern anymore, but you know, this newer era of Castlevania music. Yeah, this is a contender. We can consider this. Maybe we'll decide at the end because it's really hard to pick actually today. So we'll keep this in mind. This would be another fun one to do in the Mercado band, you know, having the orchestra hit samples. That'd be killer. Yeah, going to the DS, man, it's, I don't want to go back to the Game Boy Advance because uh, you can really hear what what the composer is going for. uh, And it's so much closer to what they probably have in their head when they're when they're composing this and man it really presents itself well let's play one more track from dawn of sorrow and we're going to play a piece of music composed by michiro yamane let's take a listen to cursed clock tower
You guys are listening to Cursed Clock Tower from Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, composed by the prolific uh, Castlevania series composer Michiro Yamane. And what's really interesting on today's playlist is she's heavily involved in most of these scores, but I think the best music are from the people that are supporting her, you know, the newcomers, which is really interesting. Her music is very comfortable and very fitting for the series, but it seems to take, I don't know, maybe less risks? Yeah, I get a sense that it's almost like she feels like confined to a certain set of melodic and harmonic tropes, yes. which is cool, but I feel like when the other composers are invoking them, there's just so much more energy and excitement, and yeah. they're bringing something new to the table, where I feel like if Machiri Yamane is ever bringing something new to the table, it's like not a good thing i don't want to be mean but like it's it just feels like oh well this reminds me of something from castlevania 3 but it's not as good Hmm. you know it has that feeling of almost like an imitation where i just want her to just be unshackled and run free and just follow whatever her kind of inclination tells her which is what i think she did with symphony of the night which is why i think that score is such a masterpiece yeah to me um her work in bloodlines and symphony of the night i felt that excitement i felt that boldness um but yeah it seems like she might be getting to the point in in this era at least because to be honest there's so much music that she's working on uh you know it's like almost every year there's a new game uh it it seems a little more formulaic and it's not it's not bad music you know you think back to the classical composers when they were just churning out symphonies uh, some of it is very formulaic and there's people that maybe um snobby people that kind of look down on it if it's it's all very repetitive but it doesn't mean it's bad music yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a level of creative inspiration or, or some kind of, I don't know, something new being brought to the table. What I'm talking about isn't so much about like, oh, it's genre similar to this other thing, so I don't like it. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm saying is that I just think this is not a stellar piece of music. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's too confined to this kind of genre imitation thing where, I mean... Look, Carl, you and I have made so many albums where we're trying to pay tribute to specific things. So I'm not, I don't have any problem with someone writing in a style or idiom. Right. But I feel like there's a point where you can tell that kind of thing becomes tired and isn't as inspired, where, where it's like, I, I'm not trying to pick on this style, but it's more just that the melody doesn't feel as inspired and Hmm. the whole arrangement feels a little bit kind of like, Oh, it's the number 53 B, you know, you do this chord move and then this move. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I know how to put together a song. I mean, there's some truth to that for sure. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Let's move on to probably my favorite portable soundtrack of this series. It's incredible. This is Castlevania portrait of ruin. And I think the work that mature Yamane as well as her assistant, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little-known composer by the name of Yuzo Kashiro. Uh, both of their work is absolutely incredible in this game. So yeah, how exciting is it to have Yuzo Kashiro join Michiro Yamane for the soundtrack? Um, not surprisingly, his compositions are my favorite part of the score. Brought so much excitement, so much new life to the series. Well, you can tell he he was like yearning to work on a Castlevania game with what he did yes. with Act Razor. Absolutely. And so some of his uh, compositions here, 
could be possible track of the week options, at least in my mind. So let's just kind of see where, see where things go today. First track we're going to play from Portrait of Ruin is Invitation of a Crazed Moon, composed by the legendary Yuzo Kashiro. That's a cool piece of music. So unique, unlike anything we've heard today. This is Invitation of a Crazed Moon, composed by Yuzo Koshiro, really bringing in some different energy. This is from Castlevania Portrait of Ruin for the DS. Um, there's some interesting jazzy moments, and it's very progressive and has so many different sections. Um, starts off uh, with some acoustic, there's like this really subtle acoustic guitar intro. Um, and where it goes from there is, is very surprising. Yeah, I, I really enjoy this a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about the jazz thing. It also it reminds me of this kind of like swanky 1930s jazz, kind of hmm. uh, the the minor, I don't know, Cab Calloway kind of a sound. Almost like what they were sending up in Aladdin or something. Right. Like there's a little bit of that swanky you know yeah it's swanky for sure sound that that is very fascinating but it it definitely feels like castlevania Mm -hmm. the thing that's interesting about it is i think it has a good melody but it's also so again let loose yes i'm I'm not trying to like do a negative criticism to machiro yamani but whether you maybe you like that cursed clock tower like the music better than this but you can't deny that the energy here is just so different i mean the implementation the production everything it's just like there's this sense of excitement that i'm not always interaction from her music it's just every single second of this uh, the music is being tossed around to different instruments and different parts, and there's so much interaction and excitement uh, to this. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Let's keep going. Uh, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. Let's play a Machiro Yamane track. This is very beautiful. Let's take a listen to A Small Prayer.
great Halloween music, right? This is so fitting for the season. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this spooky episode today. This is a it small hasn't prayer. been that spooky so far. <laughs> it hasn't been that spooky. This is a small prayer composed by Michiro Yamane. Really great track from Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. I really love uh, just how traditionally classical it is. Uh, it's just good writing. And again, very impressive to get this to happen on a system like the Nintendo DS. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Baroque music, that mm-hmm. uh, harmonic sequence that is carried through of kind of a five, a five, a five, a yeah, five kind right. of a thing. A very classical and wonderful sounding, but I like some of the counterpoint here. Yeah, me too. too and I, I, this feels more earnestly composed, and this cool implementation, I like that there's still kind of like a hi-hat symbol going on right? somewhere in the background. Isn't that fun? You know, there's like... There's still a percussion element to it. Right. It still feels like as classical as it is. There's still like a groove, so to speak. Um, and that's really cool. Yeah, this is this is a great example of a Castlevania track. Yeah, and something about Yuzo Koshiro joining this project, in my mind, it really made Michiru Yamani more excited because her work, um, especially the one we're going to go to, not the next piece of music, but the one after that, is so exciting and has so much energy to it. And so I just think they did. They both did an amazing job uh, in Portrait of Ruin. I'm not sure what the general consensus is, if I'm way off base. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people like really love the soundtrack or um, cause it, it could be considered a little bit of a black sheep. I mean, some of Yuzo's stuff is so different um, and goes in different directions that it's possible that fans of the series maybe didn't like it. I'm not sure. Um, let us know if any of you guys uh, have different differing thoughts on these soundtracks than we do. Let's play another Yuzo Koshiro track. This is so cool. This is to me a very, very strong contender for track of the week. This is dance of sadness from portrait of ruin. You guys are listening to Dance of Sadness, composed by Yuzo Koshiro from Castlevania Portrait of Ruin, and we've both decided that 
you're listening to this week's track of the week. I think it's a really great choice because to me, this feels like it has a lot of respect for the series and definitely it's showing a lot of respect for the craft of the classical tradition. Yuzo Koshiro was a composer that was classically trained. He actually took composition lessons from Joe Hisayashi, which is so right. awesome. Um, and so he has a lot of, of this uh, craft and, and knowledge and his classical chops are very apparent. But again, it's video game music and there's a sense of groove and there's a sense of fun and energy. I just think this is an awesome track. Yeah, there's... Uh, melodically, I was getting some of the uh, Hisaishi influence mm-hmm. <laughs> in the beginning of this. But yeah, wonderful writing. I feel no doubt about it that this is at least, at the very least, one of the best tracks that we're playing today. Yeah. A real standout to me was that Successor of Fate um, uh-huh. track because that was just so different and it was castlevania and progressive. That was probably, other than this, maybe my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I was just, it was so unexpected. You know, I know that Yuzo Koshiro can write a great piece of music. So it's just like <laughs> less surprising to me than that right. one. Especially you said it was from sort of like a, I don't know, a, a lesser of the games, but man, the chords Yuzo's using here, those really oh, beautiful kind of jazzy dissonances and cross relations and stuff. Oh God, I love it. It's like he blurs the line between classical dissonance and like jazz blues kind of dissonance. It's really Well, that's cool. a great point, Will, and that's what makes it feel like video game music is he's embracing the tradition of the past, but he's bringing it into the modern era and combining so many different um, influences genre wise, chord wise, harmonic wise. Uh, yeah, it's just so confident. And one thing we got to mention this, this piece of music is over seven minutes long and there's so much music here to love. So you guys need to listen to this whole piece of music, dance of sadness. It's, it's incredible. And it happens to be this week's track of the week. All right. Very cool. Uh, let's play one more from Portrait of Ruin, and this is back to Machiro Yamane. Really awesome piece called Crucifix Held Close. Here we go.
very cool. You guys are listening to Crucifix Held Close, composed by Michiro Yamani from Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. And now I'm uh, looking some information, and it looks like this is another piece of music that is inspired. I'm not sure if it's a faithful, faithful remix or a reimagining uh, of a piece of music from that arcade game, Haunted Castle. Oh, interesting. So it's interesting. They're still calling back to really old Castlevania music. The composer of that game was Kinichi Matsubara of the Konami Kokeha Club. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm not sure if this is an exact remix. Um, I have a feeling that uh, Yamani's adding some some of her own touches, but this feels like a classic Castlevania track, and that's probably why. Totally, yeah, this is great. Yeah, it kind of has all the things that you'd want. I really like the drum track here. I love the different moods. That ascending harp arpeggio uh-huh. is really beautiful, and just the timing of it. I like the contrast to the different sections and how the drums kind of help to emphasize the, the change of moods. This really does feel classic Castlevania. This reminds me of something you might have gotten on the Super Nintendo or even in Castlevania Bloodlines or, heck, even Symphony of the Night, you know? Right. This main melody instrument of that kind of sample guitar reminds me of Symphony of the Night a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. And, um... It's just, it's just really great that they have so much respect for the series. The idea to bring back this really old piece of music and to give it new life with this really cool arrangement. Um, I just think it's really awesome. The original, I believe, was called Cross Your Heart. Uh, this one is called Crucifix Held Close. Man, it's just a great riff. A lot of energy. Well, I'm kind of sad to leave Portrait of Ruin, but we're going to move to another amazing soundtrack for the DS. And for whatever reason, this one was left off of our episode seven, um, but it's it's really great. Uh, a lot of nice changes of pace here. Similar to most of these scores, Michiro Yamani is yet again joined by a newcomer, another composer that, in my opinion, really spices things up. Yasuhiro Ichihashi uh, joined Yamani on this score and there's not individual crediting unfortunately for this score so i don't know uh who composed each of these tracks we're playing but they're really really good a lot of interesting new directions let's start off with rhapsody of the forsaken from castlevania order of ecclesia
very cool. You guys are listening to Rhapsody of the Forsaken. They love to use these classical music terms. Uh, this is composed by either Michiro Yamani or Yasuhiro Ichihashi from Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, which to me seems like a little bit of an underrated DS soundtrack in this series. I don't hear as many people talking about this, but I think it's really good. What's cool about the DS is it feels like every soundtrack is from like a different band, <laughs> quote unquote, where you're hearing different samples, different sounds that are coming together, different approaches of arrangement. Right. Uh, it sounds so different from something like Dawn of Sorrow, if we think back to that Dracula's Tears sound that we had. Um, and yeah, I just think this is another very effective uh, way of making, I guess, at this time, modern Castlevania music. It's it's very delightful. Well, it's also really nice to get another pure melody. Uh, I have a couple issues with this track, which is mostly in that I feel like it's a little under-harmonized. Like, sometimes you just have melody and bass, which can be fine, but then also the chords sometimes don't change when I feel like they should. But man, I have no gripes with this melody at all. It's such a good tune. It's very well composed. It's honestly one of the best melodies, I think, on today's entire playlist. It's very solid. And it's so pure and classic sounding. I mean, even just those first four notes mm -hmm. are, are so immediately catchy and iconic. And I, that's why, man, yeah, this one is very much a standout to me. I, this is one that I'd love to hear a remix of. Right. I'd love to hear a kind of an arrangement with a little bit more spicy harmony you know it almost it's like a jake kaufman track but if jake had boring chords <laughs> <laughs> well i would say that about all of order of ecclesia i think i would love to hear more of like an arranged version because this music has so much imagination and personality um and it sounds good on the ds but it would be great to hear it with better instruments let's move on to one of the wild cards today, uh, this is very jazzy, um, kind of relaxing and just a different, definitely a different vibe than the music we've been hearing today. This is Jaws of a Scorched Earth. Here we go. guys listening to jaws of a scorched earth 
This is a standout. Oh my god. From Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. This has got to be uh, Ichihashi here. Um, it just would very much surprise me if this was a Yamani composition. It's just very, very tasty. Like, it starts off kind of this, like, jazz Latin track. You're like, what is this with this road sound? Very different. But eventually it does get dark enough uh, for something fitting for the Castlevania series. Love that harp riff. Love the chords. Devious, but also groovy. Man, that's just beautiful. Really cool and kind of outrageous composition. I, <laughs> I really love it. It's uh, radical, man. It's 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 very fascinating. Again, just hearing all of the eclecticism on today's episode and yeah, all of the crazy? different ways that some of these composers take some of the Castlevania tropes. Um, and I think that's that's really cool. I mean, even that harp riff that feels maybe it's like something that you wouldn't expect from Castlevania. It's the same kind of figuration, exactly. You know, but just Textbook. done a little bit slower in an unlikely instrument. And that kind of creativity, where it's like it's it's respecting the tradition, but it's also like, well, what if we did something completely different? along with it rather than right. just kind of recycling the same chords the same type of melodic tropes the same instrumentation like i really think this is cool and it, it should deserve points for trying something new absolutely and that's definitely one reason why i selected it on this playlist is because it's so bold and fresh i'm of the opinion that overall these portable castlevania soundtracks are a little underrated people focus so much rightly so on the nes titles things like super castlevania 4 and uh, symphony of the night but to me there's so many amazing melodies and really interesting musical ideas that were explored by so many different talented composers on these portable entries and I'm really glad we got to shine a light on that today. All right, let's play another track from Order of Ecclesia. This is called Edge of the Sky. I love this one. Here we go. Jazz music. <laughs> you guys are listening to Edge of the Sky, composed by either Yamani or Ichihashi from Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, which to me is underrated for the Nintendo DS. Really interesting jazzy soundtrack. A lot of um, 
chords and moves that we haven't heard in the series. I thought you were just going to say a lot of chords. <laughs> a lot uh, of chords, A lot yeah. of music. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be how if you try to insult someone without insulting them. Yeah, man, I love how many chords you have in that song. Yeah, you really <laughs> played music. You were up there and you were, you were doing it, man. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. That's a great thing to say. Just look at you. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Man, this is great. I love this. Uh, yeah, this last soundtrack is a real kind of gem. Isn't it a treat? It's so fun. and Yeah, you know, preparing for this episode, there were so many scores where, where I was like, ah, oh, man, we could have just spotlighted on this one. Ecclesia is one of them. For me, Portrait of Ruin is one of them. We could have just spotlighted on that, and maybe we will at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always need fodder for future Halloween episodes. <laughs> One thing, next year for Halloween, I want to do, I want to legitimately scare the crap out of people. Okay, like, let's yeah, do so, something creepy AF. So this wasn't spooky enough for you, Will? It was fun. It was it was the nice kind of like child-friendly spooky. I want to do some like pee your pants stuff. Well, I didn't I was actually scared to spooky too much because sometimes you scream and when you scream it can actually hurt my ears since I'm wearing headphones. So oh no, I, I don't scream. To keep I, this it is safe. this is the way I scream like when I'm scared. Like I, <laughs> pretend to Let's scare hear me. Your this scream. is the sound that I'll make. Boo. What? No. <laughs> I'm wow, that's strong. a really masculine way of being afraid. Yeah, it doesn't even sound a, like you're afraid. I, I I can't help it. It's involuntary. You know. Yeah, and try I to get scare me. I'll show you. I'll show you how I scream. Boo! Rawr. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually not. You know what's funny is your scared voice is actually a little scary in and of itself. <laughs> it's like a that scared so to scare. Ironic. Scare to scare vortex. All right, so guys, we're gonna play you out with another really great track from Order of Ecclesia. It's called "A Clashing of Waves." And thank you so much for joining us. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Um, it was a little spooky. It was definitely fitting for the season. Next year, like Will said, we're gonna try to to up the spookiness. And if you guys have any ideas of future spooky topics or scores. Um, that you want us to focus on. Uh, we're always looking for at least one of those a year. Um, look forward to next next week. It starts our favorite time of the year on the podcast, Nintendo Month. We're going to have, let's check the schedule here. Yeah, we're going to have four straight weeks of awesome Nintendo music celebrating. Will we ever have five? Is that ever possible? We did. Yeah, there was one year when it was like the first of the month fell on a Monday. So yeah, there, there was one year we did five, which was a lot. Uh, so yeah, we just, you know, once a year, we definitely have to pay our dues to the wonderful company Nintendo. If it wasn't for for them and all their talented folks and composers, we would definitely not have this podcast. So it makes sense once a year. And also we're just such Nintendo fanboys that we just, it's some of our favorite episodes to do. Uh, if we think of the history of the podcast, some of our biggest episodes have happened in Nintendo months. You so might say that, that we're Nintendorks. We are Nintendorks. And hopefully if we can get it scheduled, we will have uh, some fun guests on one of those episodes, which reminds me I need to send out some emails to try to get something scheduled. So look forward to the next uh, month of episodes. Will, you got anything to plug? Oh, gosh, we're having Koji Kondo on. Is that what you're alluding to? <laughs> oh, Carl, no, how did is you more know? Like, is that you your know, Christmas present for the, me? This is more like friends of ours that we're going to nerd out with. Oh, well, cool. I like friends. <laughs> Um, Will, do you got anything to plug at the end here? 
uh, well, I hope you all have a very happy and safe Halloween, but a new episode of Underscore will be dropping uh, this Wednesday on Halloween itself. Oh, cool. Probably a little spookier than this, but in a similar vein, it's a Halloween-themed episode of Underscore. and Very cool, man. It's going to be fun. Are you guys... um gonna be getting back to uh, a bi-weekly was it bi-weekly schedule or you know we're not, we're not certain we're, we're i think we're gonna do a few sort of ancillary episodes before we get back into kind of like our month-long that's music cool. prep type of thing but we have some ideas for like smaller one-off topics that we want to do first it's kind of nice that you guys at this point um have done this a couple times where you've taken these breaks and then come back so i don't think anyone's like scared that you're gone forever but it gives you some nice flexibility to well when it's you just have more realistic because to mm-hmm. like what we did for star wars that was so much work that was a yeah. really exhaustive process and i think our podcast is a little bit more like that where we prepare for a long time release the content and then we need to start preparing again it's just Mm -hmm. it's until it can be something that's like our full-time job i think it's difficult Mm -hmm. to sort of do weekly on the side of all of our other projects right it's it's a very different approach though of than this podcast which uh we've gotten it to a point where it's a lot more sustainable where it doesn't take nearly as much preparation it's kind of just us having a conversation about this music right um so yeah it's, it's much different when you have to analyze film music and talk about orchestration and all those technical elements so that's very exciting i'm i want to make a wager of what score you guys are focusing on i have a few ideas uh all right like we said we're going to play you out with a clashing of waves from order of ecclesia we hope you enjoyed this episode my name is carl bergerman and i'm his brother will bergerman have a great week everybody peace out peace out